Hi guys, welcome to my Move and Inspire podcast. My name is Sophie Deer. I'm a yoga teacher, a health and happiness warrior, and like you, I am constantly doing my best to navigate this crazy world that we live in. My mission is to spread the zest that I have for life to each and every one of you and give you the chance to feel empowered, strong, connected, healthy, and above all, happy. I will be interviewing some kick-ass and inspirational people to motivate you to create transformations in order to live your best possible life. So firstly, hi, Laura. Hi, so thank you for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm so excited to introduce you. So Laura is a dear friend of mine out here in Bali. And as soon as we met, I knew we were on the same wavelength and I was just so fascinated to learn more about the work she's doing. So Laura is a menstrual cycle awareness coach and she's absolutely passionate about helping women understand their cycle a little more. So let's just start with you telling us a little bit more about you, what led you to Bali and what led you to um, start to explore this like fascinating topic. Oh, well, thank you for the lovely introduction. Um, I've been in Bali now for two years. I came um, completely like off my normal life track. I was offered a job at the yoga barn in Ubud. So I've been working there since December 2018. And that was kind of my entry into this whole different way of living. Um, my menstrual cycle awareness came from before that. So as I came off the pill when I was 27 and I started to realize that there was so much more going on inside my body than I had kind of given it credit for. My period for me was only the couple of days that I bled. And now I realize that it's so much more than that. So I've been on this journey of cycle awareness ever since then, but really living in Bali and meeting the people that I've been meeting and having the conversations that I'm having has really opened up this whole new world of how when we understand and are intimate with our cycle it can literally empower our lives. So cool and I love what you've just said about how for you your period is just like the couple of days you bleed because for me basically until I started talking to you about it it was like oh my period is just that time where I bleed in the yeah, month yeah totally I think it's the same for so many people because when you bleed you're physically seeing your release and then it finishes and like boom my period's over I've got another month of freedom but actually every day of the cycle which is from the day one of your bleed until the day before your next bleed your hormones are going on this journey coming out of your bleed and then preparing you for your next bleed so understanding that cycle and how that can impact your life through the changes in hormones that's where the magic lies so interesting okay so what i'd love to do is before we get into um exactly what like a menstrual cycle actually is i'd love to know your um kind of history with this if you're happy to open up and kind of tell us a little bit more about like your experience with your period and yeah of course I am doing a little bit of work at the moment to understand life before the pill because I I'm not very good at remembering you know people like my earliest childhood memory when I was when I was three and I was sitting here doing x y and z I've kind of got this like brain block and I've got this brain block at the moment with what my life was like before I started taking the pill I count myself quite lucky because I only took the pill for about two years um due to a relationship and contraceptive reasons 
And before that, I only really recall my period and my relationship with my period as, yes, I'm not pregnant. And I think that that's kind of a relief that lots of people put on their periods and even maybe a disappointment that they're having a period when they want to be conceiving. So I came off the pill. I lost my period and I didn't have her for about six months. During that space, I erupted in acne. My whole, really randomly, my chin, it wasn't on my face. I had that when I was younger, the face was gone. I had chin acne and like neck acne and it was summer in London and I just wanted to wear a scarf all the time. And I was like, where's she gone? Like, what's happened? Like, what has this little white pill done to my body? And she kind of, she came back and it was the worst period I have ever experienced. I felt like everything was falling out of me. I couldn't be far away from a toilet for a few days because I just felt, yeah, like if I wasn't, I was doing the street. Um, And I was like, what is happening? And it really got me thinking about what my period is and what happens inside of my body. And I then went on what I've called this yoga guided journey. And in that I went to India and I had my period on day one of being in India and then right at the very end of my six month trip. And when I came home, I went to the doctor and I said, I've I've been missing my period and I'm a little bit worried, like, what do you think is going on? And she said to me, ah, we don't get excited if you haven't had it for a year. And I thought, you don't get excited. What, what? So I kind of came out there being like, wow, this is not the route for me to go to. And I moved to Spain and lived on this amazing yoga retreat in Seville called Surya And there I went to my first ever period workshop. And it was run by a lady who lived there. And she got a group of women together. And it was the first time I was exposed to the seasons, which we'll come into later. And understanding that my period was more than a period, it was actually this like full menstrual cycle. And through chatting to her and kind of telling her that I'd been missing my period, she just explained to me like how sensitive our bodies are and how sensitive our cycles are and how so many external factors can impact your cycle. So traveling, being in hot countries, eating different foods, being stressed, exercising too much, they can all impact your cycle. And I've been doing a lot of that in India. So I just started getting a little bit more intimate And I started studying more. The lady who ran the workshop was called Morella. And she gave me my first period book, which is The Woman's Code by Alicia Vitti. And um, I've been following Alicia's work ever since. And that book became my like mini Bible. And I still have it with me here. Um, She's actually traveled, (laughs) traveled loads with me, this woman. Um, And that got me thinking about how I could start syncing my lifestyle with my cycle to help get more regular periods. And then I had another doctor experience about a year later because my period was still super irregular. And this doctor, I went to a different one this time. The first doctor I went to was probably about 60 years old and I thought I'll try a younger one and just see what's going on. And I had quite a lot of PCOS symptoms. So I had um, irregular periods, which was one. I have dark hair that grows on the the left side of my chin, which is super sexy and in a few other places, and they're kind of symptoms to say that you have it. So she sent me for blood tests and asked me a few questions. My bloods came back completely normal, and she still diagnosed me with PCOS. She told me that I was too skinny and that I did too much yoga, 
and that I needed to eat more and exercise less. And she didn't weigh me. She didn't look at my body without clothes on. She didn't even touch me. She didn't ask me any questions about my actual lifestyle. And um, it just made me think that I think the medical profession is incredible, but they really look at symptoms. And I knew from my own research with your period that you need to look at it holistically. So it's not just in that moment, what are your symptoms? And in that moment, what are your bloods? It's really like this full-on lifestyle analysis that you need to understand where you are with your cycle. So I came out of there thinking I had PCOS. And so I went on my own little journey of discovery about what this meant and what was going on inside of my body. And I just, it started me researching and learning and kind of really getting into what on earth this thing that all women have is. And it's through that and through kind of this misunderstanding that I had within the medical profession and the fact I couldn't kind of find anybody to talk to about it that just meant that I went to do a lot of my own research. And then since coming to Bali, it's kind of deepened even further, trying out different practices and speaking to different people and meeting new teachers that has begun this new kind of coaching aspect of it because I've realized how little women are taught about their cycles and how really we live a life in a society that counteracts the natural rhythms of a female body. And yeah, I just, there's so much wonder in it. And I've learned and I've researched a lot. And so if I can just kind of drip a little bit of this information to other people, then it can transform people's lives. And for me now, like I don't have PCOS. So I actually saw you at the gynecologist the other day. And I had a scan and there was no cyst on my ovaries. Everything was fine. So I don't really think I had it in the first place. I think my lifestyle was just not balanced enough to kind of welcome and make my period safe. So yeah, PCOS free. Um, and my period is still not regular. I get her between 28 and 35 days. I'm on day 34 today and I feel like I've just got this menstrual bubble waiting to pop. But my journey means that I am very, very intimate with her. So I know what day I'm on. I know the symptoms that I'm expecting. I kind of am much more compassionate to myself because I understand my cycle. And um, that's what I really want to help share. Wow. <laughs> so much in that. I, I want to just mention, like, I love that you call your period, like, her and she. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just, it just came naturally to me, I think. it's She's part of you. And, like, yeah, you're so connected together. And, and yeah, she's, 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 yeah, she's a part of you. I'm going to start doing that because I think that's going to help me connect with my feminine more, which I yeah. definitely need to do, which I think so many women struggle with because we're in this world where we're wanting to do everything and be be everything and have it all. And yeah, go, go, so, go, do, 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 push, push, push. Yeah, totally. I really like that idea. And I think that's a big thing, actually, because we really live disconnected to our bodies and more specifically, really disconnected to our cycles. And by just using that her and she and start chatting, like I've done loads of journaling exercises. And I'm like, where are you? I miss you so much. I promise as soon as I get you back, then this relationship's never going to end and we're going to get closer and closer and closer. And it's... Treating her like a like a, a little person inside of you, I suppose, and, and giving her this persona that um, you can connect to. That's so cool. <laughs> so would you say like now 
you live this lifestyle because I we voice note a lot and (laughs) I feel like every voice note I get you tell me what day you're on and then you're like so because I'm in this phase I need to go and like have some time on my own and I can just tell exactly yeah what mood you're in because because you've connected that with your yeah the day of your cycle so would you say that you in general you lead a much like happier and healthier life now you yeah follow this kind of lifestyle because it is a lifestyle right? oh, it's totally lifestyle and like don't get me wrong it's not easy the we've already have so much to think about in our lives that it's like lots of people push away this because it's like this extra thing to be thinking about but it's the most important thing to think about as a woman and yeah totally like I track my cycle every day and through knowing where I am in my cycle uh, and through understanding the kind of um typical symptoms of a phase that I'm in I'm able to live my life a lot more compassionately and in tune with my body so I don't push myself and I don't judge myself as much and I surrender to where I am and I think that that's really really helped me in terms of my exercise my food my work ethic my motivation how when I'm feeling sociable and extroverted versus when I'm feeling really withdrawn and inner And understanding that's not because suddenly I'm lonely and depressed. It's because I'm going through a different stage of my cycle. Okay, so let's get into it then. So (laughs) the juicy stuff. Yeah, I'm so excited for you to share this because I also feel like I need to keep being reminded of it because it is complicated. Yeah. So let's start with like what actually is your menstrual cycle, and then can you go through the different phases as well? Yeah, of course. um, the terms that you use, the summer, the spring, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, I, just quickly, you're so right. It can be really, really overwhelming. So what I'm trying to do in the work that I'm sharing is make it as accessible as possible. So um, I really hope that uh, your listeners kind of can get that. So your menstrual cycle is the day one of your bleed until the day before your next bleed. And your period is the time you are bleeding. And that's what she's called. So your whole cycle is not called your period. Your menstrual cycle is your whole cycle. And then your period is your bleed. Now within your menstrual cycle, you'll flow through four phases. Phase one is your menstrual phase. And this phase is also called your inner winter. So we've got this, yeah, the menstrual phase, inner winter. And if you think about the the characteristics of winter and how you'd act in winter, that's what you want to take in to your menstrual phase. Your menstrual phase can be between two to seven days and it's the days that you're bleeding. Day one is the day that you're properly bleeding, not some some spotting. And within that phase, it's all about honoring your body, reminding yourself what's happening inside of you with that awareness, slowing down, stopping. It's okay to say no, I'm tired, I'm staying in bed. And I think if you can find the space within your menstrual phase to stay at home and to honor your bleed, then really try to do that. And even if it's just saying no to socials or working from home or having that extra hour in bed or going to bed early and eating nourishing, warm, wonderful foods that nourish your insides, um, do not go to hardcore workouts and push yourself at the gym when you're bleeding. Your body is releasing and letting go. So it's a physical release, but it's also a really emotional release. And if we give ourselves the space to experience that, then you can kind of 
cultivate this pattern where you use your menstrual phase to release and let go things from your last cycle that you don't want to take into your next cycle. Kind of like a clearing out. So that's your menstrual phase. During this phase, your hormones are at their lowest level. So energy is at its lowest level. And then on about day three, your estrogen starts to climb and then you go into the estrogen dominant part of your cycle and you move into the follicular phase, which is also called inner spring. And again, how you are in spring, it's rebirth, little lambs are being born and the the flowers are coming out and the weather starts to pick up and you start to go through this rebirth yourself. You come out of this bleed hibernation and start to feel yourself opening back up to the world. Estrogen rises. She is your social hormone, or as Maisie Hill calls her, who is an author of Period Power, a book that is another Bible of mine. She says that estrogen is your Beyonce hormone. If you kind of think about Beyonce with her sass and her confidence and her glamour, like that's how estrogen makes you feel. So estrogen rises, you want to do more, you can work out more, you want to socialize more, you feel a lot more kind of like chatty and outgoing. And then that phase is around 10 to 14 days. You then enter your ovulation. Ovulation can be between three to four days. And this phase is known as inner summer. So peak socializing, you're out there in your bikini in the park, like having some drinks with your friends, maybe flirting with some boys. This is the phase where your body wants you to go out, have sex, conceive, and then enter into your second half of the cycle. So what's happening inside of your body is everything to help that happen. Your face becomes more symmetrical. You feel more confident. Your skin glows. You have this inner confidence. You are like, I can do anything. I'm literally unstoppable in this phase. And it's kind of the energy that we love the most because we feel our very best selves. And I don't know if you know how to tell when you're ovulating. Uh, In terms of like your discharge? Yes, yes. So if you, it's one of the key symptoms to look out for. So you'll know when you're ovulating, if you look in your pants and there is like an egg white consistency discharge that comes out. (laughs) We're both sticking our fingers together. (laughs) It's that sticky, yeah. Yeah. Sticky, icky. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that's a really um, telltale sign that you're ovulating. Um, And then as you come out of ovulation, you enter into your fourth phase. That's your luteal phase known as inner autumn. So again, autumn, you're kind of coming in a little bit. You're starting to hibernate. You're wanting to wrap yourself up a little bit warmer, start eating more warmer, nourishing foods. And the luteal phase can be anywhere from 10 days and more. And if you have irregular cycles, it's your luteal phase that's going to be the longest phase. This is the phase where when you start tracking, you really, really get data because it's when estrogen starts to fall off. So your sociable, extroverted, out there, um, energetic hormone comes down and progesterone starts to rise. Now, I call this hormone your sloth hormone. So slowing down and steady and subtle movements and just this real like switch in pace. So if you have like the yang half of your cycle with your estrogen, as your estrogen rises and you're going through your follicular and then peaking at your ovulation, as you come down, it's much more of an embodied yin half of your cycle. Um, For the first part of your luteal, your body thinks it's pregnant. 
So if you think about what you would be doing if you were pregnant, you wouldn't be going to hit exercises and kind of pushing and punishing your body. You want to be loving and nurturing your body. And um, if you actually do hardcore exercise during that time, it can counteract the benefits to help to make you put on like fat storage rather than to lose it. Um, in this phase, it's when your emotions can start to run away with themselves and when feelings of kind of depression and anxiety might come over you if you're not aware of what's actually happening. Um, your inner critic can start to come out to play a little bit more and challenge you um, and make you question yourself and compare and judge and just a little bit more negative than you were in the first half of your phase. So when you are aware that that stuff's happening, you're able to detach a little bit away from it. And I know it's quite common for people to think they're depressed and anxious and lonely and not very happy with their lives and then think that that's how they are always. But actually, when you start to track your cycle and you're like, oh, on day 25, I'm feeling shit. Then day 25, the next month, oh, I'm feeling the same. And then the next month and you suddenly have all this data that's like, oh, it's only around like that middle to end up my luteal phase that I start to feel awful and then I feel great again. So actually I'm okay. It's just the phase that I'm in and it's learning about, it's really compassion that you can bring into your life during your luteal to live more in harmony with what's going on there. So as progesterone uh, rises, your metabolism actually speeds up. So you feel a lot hungrier and um, you want to eat more. Like I'm sure you feel the kind of carb all I want to do is eat carbohydrates, give me chocolate. Um, and so many people are like, God, and they like judge themselves for it. But your body needs more. So if we restrict ourselves from that stuff in our luteal phase, we're just going to end up binging and craving sugary foods. So understanding food cravings and things throughout your cycle is another really good aspect to, to look at because you, your hormones will make you want different foods throughout different phases. Um, there's a lot of information. Does that make sense to you, Soph? <laughs> <laughs> Makes total sense. So much information, but so empowering. Yeah. Like I've been sitting here wanting to like fist pump because <laughs> you know that's like my thing. But also because we were just saying before this that I think I've just gone into my summer. I don't know, I can just feel it. And then we we looked on my app and it was like, oh yeah, I'm in yeah, my summer. Yeah. And it's really interesting how... Yeah, how cool that is, because it's like really connecting to what is going on with you. And as you said about the whole, I think the compassion and kindness element is just so important. It's what so many people, I think, are lacking yeah. in terms of something really simple that can help with mental health hugely. Like I see it so many times with clients and people getting in contact with me about how tough they are on yeah. themselves. And I think that's a very learnt thing. And how cool would it be if this stuff was learned at school and it was brought in with the whole compassion and kindness? Yeah. I feel like it would be such a game changer for women. Oh, totally. I mean, it's not like we've only just started bleeding and we've only just started having menstrual cycles. We've been having menstrual cycles for absolutely years and our elders used to be so aware of their cycles. It's kind of only in our modern life that... It's become a real taboo topic and a topic of embarrassment or shame. And we tend to cover her up rather than allow her to come out and 
embrace all of her glory and the wisdom that she brings. And I think it would be transformative to be taught this stuff in schools. And that's something that is definitely in a long-term vision of mine to just chat to teenage girls about what is going on inside of their bodies. And we live so disconnected to that. And any practice that can bring you back to yourself is so beneficial. And I think especially in the world that we live in now of kind of social media and judgment and comparison. And I feel quite lucky that we sort of missed that. Whereas the youth of today are kind of inundated with social media. How do you look? How pretty are you? How skinny are you? And I think that's an area of a lot of anxiety and and upset for young girls and understanding more about their bodies and harnessing the power of it from a young age can really, really help to allow them to live more connected and compassionately to themselves as women, um, menstruating women, um, to carry on into their lives. Oh God, I've got so many questions. Okay, so just thinking about the difference between men and women, because there's like a 24-hour cycle for men, right? Yeah, so we have... um, Think about a man and a woman, like in science lessons, I remember like you learn about the body. So you don't learn about a woman's body and a man's body. You learn about the body because we have the same physical structures and the same skeletons and lots of the same organs. And we all have this 24 hour circadian rhythm. And that is the basis of a lot of biohacking. That's kind of like this buzzword that's out there at the moment. Whereas women also have a reproductive system. And we also have a 28-day average cycle. And this is not really spoken about anywhere. And it's baffled me in my research how hard it is to actually find information on a woman's cycle. It's also known as the infradian rhythm, which is what um, a lot of elicivity's work focuses on. And a moon cycle, because it's the same length. The average is the same length as a lunar cycle, so 28 to 29 days. And men don't have that. So we're kind of living in this male-dominated society that benefits the 24-hour clock, which is great. But what about our other clock? What about this 28-day clock cycle or rhythm that we have inside of our bodies that means we can't actually show up the same every day? And this nine-to-five life that we live in where we show up to work and we have the same routines and we do the same gym routine and we do like have the same foods. It doesn't help a woman's body because you're changing every single day. And that's where living in sync with your cycle and living and kind of biohacking your own life as a woman in your follicular phase, your ovulation, your luteal, your menstrual phase can help you achieve your goals so much more efficiently because you're not living for a man's body so much research in the kind of world of diet and exercise is only tested on men and a very 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 small percentage of women so if you think about like the front covers of fitness magazines and women's health and kind of female magazines and try this diet and all bikini body this and all eat this to get x y and z lots of that stuff is tested on men because it's easier and it's cheaper because a man at three o'clock every day is the same whereas a woman at three o'clock every day is changing so you'd have to test a woman throughout the whole month throughout each one of her phases to get like a full comprehensive report so what tends to happen 
and this is in no way anti-men like I love men it's it's just this empowerment of like well actually I'm a woman so why am I following a routine for a man lots of the stuff is packaged up as for everybody and one size fits all and there's not a one size fits all there's not even a one size fits all for all women because all of our cycles and all of our bodies are completely different so through menstrual cycle awareness and understanding your body, you can start to kind of intuitively live and exercise when it feels right for you and eat what feels right for you rather than just following these blanket diets like the keto diet and the paleo diet and like intense HIIT workouts. And they're great in a certain stage, but not all month. That has blown my mind about medical experiments and testing. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Because also it makes so much sense, but I hadn't, I just never thought about it like that. Okay, I want to go back to something that you said a little while ago, just because I think this is really fascinating. What are the, like, the rituals and, I don't know, like, ceremonies that, that used to happen, like, back in the day that we don't have now for periods? Like, as in what you were saying, that people were so much more connected to their bodies and their periods way back. Yeah, I mean... There's, there's a couple of differences. So in, in certain areas, a menstruating woman is actually still shamed and they're kind of sent away and banished for the time they're bleeding. But in lots of ancient traditions, there was like a space for a woman to go when she was bleeding to rest, to have a break from any of her like chores and her responsibilities to just to go and allow herself. And then women would come together and it was there that they would kind of unite this feminine energy and surrender to their bleeds there's a beautiful um movement called the red tent i don't know if you've heard of the red tent and it's um a gathering of women once a month inside of a red tent you wear red everything is red and it's this space of love and slowing down and self-care where women massage each other and they have sharing circles and they play music and they're creative and they just spend this day together honoring what it is to be a woman. And we don't do that anymore because we're living in this real male-dominated society where women want to achieve and we want to be successful. We want to get our promotions and we want to get more money and we're moving away from our feminine so much. And I do think there is a shift coming. Mental cycle awareness is becoming more spoken about but it is absolute madness that it's only just starting to appear in wellness content. And you think about like big wellness summits, where's menstrual cycle awareness on the contents? And I just, yeah, the more I look in it, it's like you said with the gender research stuff, when I started to realize that, I was like, no, 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 women are scientists. Why would a woman not want to work on a woman? But it's, it's there, it's just not, it's not around that much. And I hope that, we're living through a phase where it's becoming a lot more spoken about with pride. Like this is our body and we should be proud of what's happening rather than kind of shutting it away. Yeah, that's so cool. With pride rather than with shame. shame. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, I think there's going to be lots of listeners out there and I'm kind of included in this bracket of people who have irregular periods or longer menstrual cycles than 28 days or even maybe have lost their period yeah so if you're trying to live in because this is where I think I struggle I I need a little bit of help with this so at the moment my period's between like 45 48 days okay so I don't know which phase is which because I'm I definitely work well with like 
days two to seven day you know <laughs> when so I'm needing like, yeah and then what happens yeah so now I'm like but but how does it work if I've got like 45 days how yeah any kind of thoughts on that and advice for listeners who who struggle with that yeah I mean I think for you um do you can you tell when you ovulate can you see the sticky sticky discharge yeah. so what tends to happen in an irregular cycle is that your menstrual phase and your follicular phase and your ovulation will be around the same times. It's after you ovulate that then your luteal phase can be your long phase. So once you've ovulated, which can be maybe like around day 14, and you notice the discharge, after that ends, you're entering your luteal. And that's where you'll probably be sitting until your period comes. So effectively, possibly... (laughs) Because I have a longer cycle, I've got a longer shitty phase. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, isn't it? Because it does sound, I don't know if I talked about the positives of luteal, but um, I work with my brother and his girlfriend on this and they both share this app. So he knows where she's at. And he basically said to me, great. So it's two weeks of goodness and two weeks of rubbish. And I'm like, no, it's not really like that. Yes, it's not the phase that society like favors us in. It's not our like extroverted and social and out there. But you can't do that all month because you'll just exhaust yourself. Your luteal phase can be harnessed. And I think when you're not aware of it, it's a shit phase. But when you're aware of it, you start to act more consciously in the things that you're doing. So you choose to stay in out of respect and love for yourself rather than like, oh, I'm, I don't know if I want to go out and I'm a bit tired and no one's text me and oh, I feel a bit shit, maybe I'm lonely. It's like, I'm choosing to stay in. Like, I love being on my own in my little phase. Walk up my room like, no one speak to me, no one speak to me, no one speak to me, back into my room. Um, and you can use that time to like connect back into yourself, to reflect and to journal and to kind of, yeah, spend some time with yourself because we're so extroverted and external the whole time. That's how you can kind of track it. You notice where you, so you notice when you bleed. It's like the physical symptoms. You notice when you're bleeding and you notice when you ovulate. Therefore, you can track those first three phases and then start to pay attention to your luteal, how long that phase is, what rises for you within that phase. And you can start to get a bit of a better grasp on your own cycle. I love that. As soon as I was saying it being a shitty phase and then you kind of turning it around, it's so true, right? We think of ourselves as being like, on best form when we're feeling all our energy and we want to be out there and being social and being really active but actually not being active (laughs) is really important and really great yeah it's really great it is so great like now I have I've obviously spent a lot of time on my mental health and you know all my wellness stuff I have to have moments to myself I have to have moments where I'm doing my stuff And that's podcasts, playing my guitar, cooking, talking to friends on the phone, doing my online courses, things like that, that are softer and more withdrawn. Mm -hmm. And I suppose in a way like more selfish. And that actually feels like a really cool way to frame it. Like actually during this time, I need to have a little bit more time for myself, a little bit more time for, to connect with me. And it makes sense as well, right? Because when you're in your summer, you're giving a lot. Yeah. You're out there for other people. You're socializing. You're saying yes to things. So yeah, how you've reframed that feels really cool. Now I'm going to be like, 
I've got a longer phase <laughs> of the best stuff. Yeah, of me time. Yeah, me time. I love it, that. Yeah, it's really good as well what you said about the giving and the receiving because this is where cycle tracking can come in. And then if you are aware of where you are and then you can plan, like forward plan, in the estrogen dominance, you are this like giving human. And then in the second half, it's time for you to practice how to receive and how to be vulnerable and to utilize that time to do the stuff that you do for yourself. Because otherwise, when are you going to do your podcast and when are you going to do your online courses and kind of nourish yourself? If we're out there giving all the time, we're just burning the candle at both ends and going to get exhaustion. And um, it's kind of this, it really is syncing your self-care with your menstrual cycle because um, then you just, you harness the power of each phase to achieve different goals that you have. You might want to go dating the week of your ovulation. And then when you're bleeding, it's like reflection in bed and catch up time. And in your luteal, it's these like projects, these self projects that you're working on. And then in your follicular, it's like hanging out with your friends. And then you're like, oh yeah, this suits me. Rather than in your luteal, you've kind of planned this massive event and you're there going, I just want to be at home in bed. Or you're in your follicular with no plans. And then you're like anxiously like, What's all this energy to kind of burn? You're like, I don't know what to do with myself. So yeah, the awareness of it is just, I just, it's, it's life-changing. It also just shows how we are wired for balance. Yeah. It's like, all about balance. Oh yeah. I'm loving this. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just go back to, did you say your brother? Yes. Please expand on that. <laughs> That's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So my brother's in a, a very long-term relationship and his girlfriend suffers from hormone imbalances. And um, she's become like a sister to me and we've talked about it quite a lot. And um, she kind of went down the whole medical route and found it quite dissatisfying. So she started using Clue, which is an app that I started to use. You use that too, yeah. Um, it's the only app that doesn't actually steal all your data and send it to whoever knows. So yeah, if you're going to do an online app, Clue is great. And you can share the app with a partner or a friend. Because really, like, um, to know where your friends are, and especially your housemates, if you had like a big cycle chart that knew like where all of you and your housemates were, that would be a wonder for relationships as well. So it's not just male and female relationships, but female to female relationships. And um Jack and Kirsty are the names. It's really transformed their relationship because I think when you're in your luteal, well, I know when you're in your luteal, you can take things out on the people that are closest to you and you tend to snap. And I certainly get really frustrated at giving in my luteal. And I feel like I really crave the energy for myself. So when I feel like people are demanding on my time, I can get very short and snappy with it. And understanding that allows me to to kind of catch myself doing it and I know for Kirsty she's been able to stop blaming my brother for so much stuff and realize that she's just taking things out on him rather than kind of like owning it herself and so it's really wonderful to just like see them as such a happy loving couple and to know that they're both kind of on this journey together that's so cool what like awareness and yeah I feel like that's such a um, modern oh totally totally I just think that like in any male to female relationship whether it's intimate relationship whether it's a dad and a daughter brothers and sisters friends so many men coach women so at the gym or like in life at work to understand a woman's cycle would be revolutionary for those kind of relationships 
I feel like we need to um, mention our friend Nick here. Because yes. this is like a big reason that I knew you do what you do. So Nick is a friend of ours who runs a gym out here in Bali. And we both go to this gym. That's how we met. And Nick, and well, you can say because you and you and him got talking. Yeah, and it's kind of like, um, I think I said to you, like, the gym changed my life. Like, I met you and I started sharing this work a lot more. And um, I was living in Ubud, working at the yoga barn, and everyone there talks about menstrual cycle awareness in a slightly more spiritual way, I suppose, than I'm sharing today. And I just thought everyone knew about it. And like all the authors that I'd read and I was like, oh, this is just a thing. And then I came to Changu and I realized that no one knew about it here. And I was going to Nick's gym and they do this challenge for a month. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to join this challenge. Like I moved down in my follicular phase and I was like, boom, I'm loving the gym. I'm loving working out. And then I thought, oh, I can't do a month's challenge because I'm not the same every week of the month. So I'm actually going to go to the gym for two and a half weeks, three weeks, and I'm going to have a week off. So I'm going to lose the challenge. (laughs) What's the point? But I went to the talks of the challenge and um, got Nick's great. He was in this room talking to 12 women about how to eat and how to exercise and kind of sharing his experiences. And I thought, I wonder if he knows anything about cycles. And um, I didn't ask him in the group because I thought that would be a little bit embarrassing. (laughs) And um, I still myself have a little bit of like, um, it's not embarrassment, but because I'm not embarrassed about it, but I know that other people are. So sometimes approaching the subject can be a little bit challenging. But at at the end, I was like, "Um, Nick, can I ask you a question? It's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Probably thinking I'm going to ask him like, I want to put on some muscle. Like, what do I do? I went, do you know anything about periods? And he looked at me and we kind of caught eyes. I thought, oh God, was that really awkward? And he was like, no, I don't. Why? So I started sharing that if he understood what was happening to a woman, then it would really help him when he's having personal training sessions with women and also really help him to be kind of like a modern man and a modern coach, coaching all these women in the gym. And um, since my chat with him, he said it's really changed the way he approaches his work. and his understanding of what's happening for a woman because you could have a personal training session twice a week for a month and you would be delivering and giving different differently because your energy is different. So I think that when we set these goals for ourselves, they're quite unrealistic when we don't into, take into consideration our menstrual cycles. So it's been amazing to, to receive how open Nick has been through it. And I think it will stand him out from other trainers that kind of brush that topic away yeah it's super cool because I actually do I'm one of those who does do like twice a week personal ah, training yeah. boxing with him and there have been times where I'm like I am knackered and like we always joke because um my I would say my energy levels are pretty high in general I'm, yeah that's kind of me and then every now and then I'm like oh, I'm so tired <laughs> Nick I'm not gonna be able to do this and now we've we, like we can have the conversation. I'm like Nick. I think I'm you know I'm close to getting my period, so I am knackered. Yes. So, so then like we can do things that's more like technique based. Yeah, yeah. You would rather than like the stamina where I'm just dying. Yeah. You know? So it's super super cool. I'm really glad that's happening. Yeah, and I hope I I think I really hope that more men realize that this is a conversation for them. Like this podcast is not just for for women to learn from. Oh no this way. This is for men massively to learn from 
And that's that's what we talked about when you did a workshop for my channel. I wrote an email out to my uh, email list and the the title of the email was like, no, this is not just for women. Yeah, totally. I think that um, that's another vision that I have. Um, I think I started away from menstrual cycle awareness work a little bit because I I want to include men in these conversations. And I even think that with yoga, I want more men to come into the yoga classes and make it super open and accessible for them. And I'm planning to do a little bit of a trial with some of my male friends here and share this stuff in a slightly different way um, and to just see how it's received. I also feel like the men here are really, really open so they're a great testing ground. But um, like if more trainers like Nick were open to the conversation, then I just think their clients would be happier because we don't benefit from pushing. So we don't benefit from going to the gym twice a week, four times a month and pushing our bodies because one, when you're on your luteal and your energy's on the floor, if you push yourself, you're not going to achieve what you want and you're going to feel tired and you're going to feel unhappy with your performance. So if more men were aware of that when they were coaching women and it's that com- coming back to compassion, it would be more compassionate and you would plan and schedule stuff differently. And I, I really hope it just, like my dad, I speak to my dad about it and my dad's like 62 years old and like he's a wonderful man that he... It's just humoured by all the, the random stuff I ring, and tell, I ring him and tell him. But I'm just talking about it to him. I'm like, sorry I did that, Dad. Um, I was actually in my luteal phase and this was triggered. Like He was here and um, we were driving to Changu and I had my mum on the back of my scooter. I was mapping. Everyone was following me and I kept going wrong because I was like in this like all over the place mood. And he kept being like, what's going on? And I would just snap and shout with him. And I thought, oh, God. I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry. And I just explained it to him afterwards and he, he shakes it off. But I feel like the more I talk about it, the more comfortable it's going to get. And this is the thing that we've silenced our periods, we've silenced our cycles and let's start talking about them again. And yeah, it might feel a little bit uncomfortable at the beginning, but periods are not gross. Like we bleed. Why is that seen as gross? It's like the only blood that comes out of our body that's not from trauma. And it's natural. So true. So interesting. That just um just made me think of also how it's with everything that's taboo, yeah. mental health, so on. Like the when I first um told my parents that I'd been diagnosed with anxiety and that I needed to see a psychiatrist, I think they were a little bit shocked, wow. you know. And now I talk about it so openly and I yeah, I mean I think my parents laugh at me. I'm so kind of <laughs> Yeah, it's just so nice because I've seen such a journey with them when we first spoke about it, where it was like, oh, be careful who you talk to about that. Yeah. To now where my, I know my mum is like so proud of, well, my mum and dad, they're so proud that I went and got therapy. They would, uh, you know, they don't think it needs to be hushed up. And yeah, so the more like our generation can talk to that generation about all these things and be really open about it, the easier this is going to become. Yeah, definitely. And also the more we talk about it, the more the younger generation will start to get wind of it. And then that would help them kind of grow up with, with the awareness and the, the knowing that it's okay to talk about things. Society makes us feel like if we're not okay, then something's wrong with us. But that's so not true. And actually, like the more we talk about mental health issues or feelings of anxiety and depression and like this intense stress that we live in 
the more we can help to heal each other. So true. Together we got this. Together, like together. My, my little um, <laughs> motto. Okay, I would love to just go into some stuff that you said about the fact that if we are exercising out of sync with our cycle, we can... Did you say this? I could be slightly wrong, but we can end up possibly putting on weight or just basically we're not going to achieve what we're trying to achieve yeah. in terms of fitness goals and weight goals and so on. In your follicular phase, so I, I kind of, I, for ease, I'll just call it two half. So you've got this yang half, which is your estrogen dominance, and then your yin half, which is your luteal and your progesterone dominance. In your follicular, as you're rising up with estrogen to your ovulation, your energy levels are higher. Your metabolism is slower. So intense hit cardio, high impact exercise counteracts the slower metabolism so that you're burning more fat and you're building more muscle. Um, so that's the great time to like really challenge yourself in the gym or whatever exercise. If it's yoga, it's power yogas and vinyasas. And you can recover quicker in that phase or that kind of like half. As you're entering into your luteal as um, your sloth hormone rises, your metabolism actually rises. So your, your, your body wants more food to kind of counteract that. So if you're then doing all this kind of hit exercises and stuff, it's not actually working in sync with your body. And because your body thinks that it's pregnant as you come out of your ovulation, you store fat. And if you're putting your body through the stress of like high impact exercises, your body's like, oh my God, what's happening? I'm pregnant, like I need to protect myself. So it's storing the fat rather than burning it off. And also in that phase, your energy is naturally lower. So do exercise or do movement that honors that slower pace. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's just the, the understanding of it all. Yeah, this is so like, oh, I've got that phrase, knowledge is power. Knowledge like, is power. But then action is the ultimate power because yeah. we can think about this stuff. And sometimes we're like, oh, well, like sometimes if I'm entering my luteal, me and my flatmate always joke, we're like, no, like I was loving the gym and I was loving all of this and I was loving being out and about. But as soon as you've had a few days into it, you like get into the second half and you, like we were saying, you sync your activities to kind of to honor those those the two phases so it's yeah it's knowing about it it's the awareness and then it's actually taking the action which comes into cycle syncing and when you talk about cycle syncing this is everything we've been talking about as in matching your lifestyle to your cycle yes it's kind of the actionable step to all of this work you understand the four phases and understand the kind of life hacks that you can have so for example um food in each phase, exercise in each phase, sleep, sociability, energy levels, work tasks, and the way your brain's working in each of the four phases. And then once you understand that, you can start to sync your lifestyle and your self-care and your schedule with what happens within those phases. So that's the kind of syncing. And maybe the first step is starting to track so I actually have a cycle tracker on my website that you can download and you start on day one of your bleed and you start to note things that arise for you. Feeling super tired, bloated, can't stop going to the toilet, feeling really hyper, super horny, can't stop eating carbs, really unhungry, like all these different kind of things that crop up for you that maybe right now you just think are completely normal. But then you start to be like, ah, oh, and then you get data. So over three months and six months and 
nine months, you're like, ah, I'm getting the same patterns throughout each phase. What that also shows is any symptoms that aren't normal. So if you're getting things like migraines or really bad IBS, the IBS is a big one quickly because people think they have IBS. So they have IBS symptoms and then they go to the doctor and they get diagnosed with IBS. But if you track, you might find that you've only got those symptoms in a certain type of certain time of your cycle because it can happen in a luteal phase. So it's just things like that, like noticing when these symptoms arise for you. Do you get really sore, swollen boobs at the same time every single month? Do you feel really like anxious at a certain time every single month? And then when you start to compare your data, you can start to be, ah, oh, like, it's not all month I'm feeling like this. It's only these certain days. What does this mean? And then it will spark your interest to go and research this further or work with like a cycle coach like me and kind of really start getting intimate with yourself and then through that really start doing the sinking. So cool. I love that so much of this is, it's just everything that I want to put out to, you know, my channel and my listeners about just connecting with yourself. Yeah, Connection, connection, connection. Yeah, and it's just like another amazing reason to connect with ourselves, this, the, the power of what our bodies are going through and uh, yeah, and feeling empowered by it rather yeah. than like my bloody period. Now I've got to eat. I'm Ugh. like so hungry <laughs> and grumpy and yeah. whatever. And I yeah. think that actually like, um, like the world of coaching is huge. In Bali, every man and his dog is a coach. And um, actually I believe that all coaching for women should be built on on top of the foundations of cycle awareness. Because when you're setting kind of goals and challenges and things to be achieving, if you don't take into consideration your cycle, you might find that you get disappointed with what you're able to deliver because you're not syncing with your phases. Um, so it's really the foundation of, of, of everything. I was thinking the other day, like a woman who's planning a wedding and she's planning getting ready for her wedding. Like if she could work based on her cycle awareness, I think it would save so much panic and stress. <laughs> so true. So, so true. And also if, if the men, you know, in these huge companies, like new or any company that's like, well, all companies that overwork, basically. <laughs> yes. Everyone's overworked. Everybody. Yeah. Stress so is like, like the new cool, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Like uh, a friend of mine, um, Jake, always says, that when you say, I'm so busy, it's like saying, I'm so important. Yeah, so yeah. I'm really careful of that now when people are like, how are you? Because also like busy is not a, a reflection of how you actually are. No, not at all. But we all say, yeah, I'm just so busy. <laughs> but in my head, I'm always like, Jake's telling me that what I'm saying is I'm so important. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I've have time for really... you right now. Yeah. I'm just so important. <laughs> <laughs> it has become a status thing. But I suppose what I'm just going to say it, with that is like, men as well any kind of company at work because that's where we spend the majority of oh, our time yeah if they knew knew more about this oh my god laura you're going to take over the world you're going to go into like these big corporations i'm going to start changing stuff from like the big ceos oh, all yeah. the way down it's all in my vision i sometimes it overwhelms me and i'm like how am i going to do all of this stuff but it, <laughs> like everybody needs to know about it i need to like stand on rooftops and sing this out loud but you're so right like in companies that care about their teams and even in companies that don't start <laughs> but a happy workplace and a workplace that's empowered to work to their best ability is only going to be more successful it's like this whole one size doesn't fit all 
we're we're living in a society that is molded for a one size fits all nine to five working like the structures that are in place are all like same 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 but actually like some people are great in the morning some people are great in the evenings when i'm bleeding i am useless like do not force me to work because i won't do anything and i'll just sit there going because my brain's not working whereas in my follicular my ovulation i am going to work 100 miles an hour and give you everything i've got because that's where my energy is and being empowered to harness that through every part of your life and work being so huge, then it's just going to benefit everybody. It's like, yeah, men and women in company need to have these like huge office talks about cycle awareness. Where are you? Oh yeah, you're wearing a badge, you're day 11. Cool, right, come over here and do this task. <laughs> I love that, badges. Yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. in your vision as well? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just thinking like a team of people working together. You've got a team of women in a room and they were all in different phases. They're going to be more inclined to do different tasks. So then you just harness the power of each woman in her phase and boom, successful project. So cool. Laura, I can just so see you doing (laughs) all of this. I'm so excited by all of this. Okay, I feel like we, I I mean, I have so much more I want to ask you, but what I think we should kind of end on is your top tips or top hacks for starting this new relationship. And in fact, do you know what, before we do this, before we do this, I feel like I should just give a little overview of why I'm so fascinated about this, because I try to, I was saying this at the beginning, that I really try to let my guests talk, but this is, I suppose, quite personal to me as well, because I lost my period for a year and a half. I was on the pill for about 10 years. I didn't want to come off the pill because I was getting married and I knew that that could mess up my skin and acne and so on. So I, even though I'd lost it and I'd had some scans and they were all like, you're absolutely fine. Don't worry, carry on with the pill. And then I got married and then came off the pill. Didn't get my period back, still didn't get get it back. Like four or five months later, again, went to the gynecologist. Oh, it's fine. When you come off, when you come off your pill, it often takes a bit of time. So don't worry. But at this stage, I was starting to think about wanting to have children and I was getting more and more like worried about it. And I'd been so disconnected to it because her, her, I've been so <laughs> disconnected to her. I feel like I need to give her a name. I'm going to come up with that. We'll come up with that. Okay, this. done. <laughs> um, I'd been so disconnected to her that I was not really, I, I just was like, oh, I'm not going to really think about this. Like yeah. I, it was so, it was so weird. And even though at this point, so this is only, so I lost it 2017 to beginning of 2019. And during that time I was doing all this work on myself. I was a yoga teacher. I was um, working on my mental health. Yet with that, I was so disconnected, like crazy disconnected. Now I think back at it, but suddenly just something started to really not feel right about this. And so I went and saw Emma Cannon, who we've spoken about. There were some weird signs that led me to Emma. Like I've never had that pull towards, um, I would call her a mentor now to me. She's an unbelievable woman. But I knew she did all this work with, um, with women and fertility. And so I went and saw her and... She thought that a lot of the reason I'd lost my period was to do with stress and um, anxiety and insomnia and almost like a delayed reaction of it. And um, she 
did some acupuncture on me and the next morning I got my period. No way. And I'd wow. never, I'd, ne- I'd had acupuncture once before, but this, I was just blown away that energetically whatever happened and meeting this incredible woman, I suddenly got my period. And so I went for, for regular acupuncture. I then got my period six months later. Then after that, it was like three months. And then as I came to Bali, it actually was every month. And in my head, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Because when I came to Bali, I really felt like I was living in sync with what I had wanted to be living in for so long. Like I had yeah. wanted to move abroad for so long. Stepped into your purpose. Yeah, massively. And that was really crazy for me that suddenly I'd, I was getting my period every month. Then I got mugged and pulled off my bike. And that is since I've had this 45, Stress. 48 days. Yeah. yeah. Because I looked back. That's the great thing about these apps, right? I looked back and I was like, April was the last time I had, had like a regular 28 day cycle. And I was like, that makes so much sense. I was pulled off my bike. Yeah. And um, I've just found it super empowering to now be connected to my period, to be tracking it, to be thinking more about it. And I'm actually really shocked that for someone who was already getting really connected to themselves, I wasn't getting connected to that. Yeah. And I think this topic can bring a lot of like those kind of feelings and also feelings of like anger and frustration and a little bit of sadness that it's taken so long to get to like where we are now, but it's nowhere out there. So like you really need to research it yourself to be able to even start to think about it being attached to your menstrual cycle. Um, If you think about the things that you read about stress, how often do they mention your periods and your fertility? And it's sad that there's such a rising rate of infertility amongst women at the moment because we're so stressed. And like energetically, where is the space to conceive? We're like giving and giving and giving and working and here and when we we don't even rest. It's blown my mind that some of my friends have actually been able to conceive living the kind of busy London lifestyle that we've both now luckily left behind. But starting to kind of make that connection, you think, wow, like, does my lifestyle honor my body? And the menstrual cycle is just that different layer. I've kind of seen it as like, we're both yogis and you're taught a lot about your soul and how your body is your vehicle in this life. And I kind of see it as a human body with this like glowing soul inside of ourselves. And then around that soul, we have this like pink glow that's our menstrual cycle. And then we have this like outer white glow, which is our human body. And we need to take all three of those into consideration to live, not just we like not just our physical body, not just this like evolution of our spiritual selves, but actually this power of our cycle awareness too. Because you kind of, you're made to feel that it's really easy to have a baby and conceive, aren't you? You grow up as a kid and all you want to do is not have a baby. And as soon as you get to the stage of your life where you want to have a baby, this is when a lot of people start to tune into their menstrual cycles because they start to realize that it's not just as easy as having sex that we're made to believe. You have sex once and you're going to be pregnant. Oh my God. And then you try and do it and you're like, oh, I didn't get pregnant. And you start to understand that actually you're really only fertile when you're ovulating. And there's all this wonder within it. But I'm glad you've, you've started to connect to it. And it, sometimes it can feel like a little bit of an extra job 
but I, I know that you're an avid journaler and it's just like another step of your journaling. So we gratitude journal and we diary about what we've been going through and our feelings and our emotions. And this is just a next stage to help you understand all the other stuff that's going on. And if anything, for for people who find it hard to start connecting, I, I get people saying to me, I want to start trying your channel, but I don't really know where to start because it makes me feel really nervous, mm. that thought of connecting to myself. But I feel like, if anything, just this vehicle of starting to connect to your 28-day cycle. Yeah. Because it, it gives you, it gives people kind of a structure, right? That's such a cool way to start connecting with your body. And- yeah. Our bodies are incredible. And like, I, um, we haven't touched upon this. Um, it's sort of another topic, but like, I, and I'm sure so many people listening to this and even you can relate to, was obsessed with what I looked like. Like, how skinny was I? What was I wearing? The skinnier I was and the nicer my clothes were, the more boys would fancy me. Like, that kind of like, this is what I look like on the outside and this is my image and this is who I am. And I was very attached to what I look like being who I was. And it wasn't until I left London and went on this yoga journey where I started connecting to myself underneath my skin and I now teach that a lot when I teach yin because I feel like that like slowing down enables you to get deeper than your skin level and to realize that there's so much that goes on underneath this physicalness that you see and it's magical like we're sitting here chatting thinking about periods and menstrual cycles but our body's breathing and keeping us alive and our liver's detoxifying and our kidneys are working and our stomach's breaking down whatever we had for breakfast and helping to digest like there's so much going on and when you start to understand your body you start to realize that you want to nourish it so you want to give it food rather than starve yourself you don't want to drink loads of alcohol and abuse your body in ways because you understand what it's doing to yourself on the inside and then the menstrual cycle is just that extra layer to that as a woman and if you realize that when you're bleeding your body's literally shedding how can you honor that by what you're doing in your external life? So if you're pushing yourself, you're going against your natural rhythm. So you just start to not living within the flow of it all. Okay. <laughs> we have to go for the top tips and top hacks because otherwise this is going to be like a three-hour podcast. <laughs> I do just want to say, we didn't mention this at the beginning, but many of you may not have a period and many of you may be struggling with that and um, we don't have time to go into it now but um, I always love hearing from anybody that's kind of been connected to the stuff that like me and Sophie have talked about and you can still track without a cycle and you can still track when you're on the pill so kind of two topics that um, there's not enough space for today but um, there is information and there is kind of like the magic still for you guys the pills are very very different topic itself So I just wanted to touch on those two things quickly. We'll get you on the channel again as well. Do another workshop as well. Perfect. Because there's just so much to cover. I know, there's so much. And I'm like, (laughs) but I love it. Like it lights me up talking about it. Because I just hope that if if one of you and or if every single one of you can just take something that you can then put into your daily lives. And that just brings me a lot of joy. Um, Hacks. Okay, so start to become aware start to just invite practices in your life that make you stop do you meditate do you journal do you do yoga do you log into Soph's channel and kind of start your morning in this like self-connecting way and that's just a really great opportunity to 
connect to who you are. Like we're running around so much. You ever ask your question, the question like, how are you? And you start to kind of cultivate that experience and that relationship with your body. Do a little bit of research if this has excited you. On my website, as I mentioned, there is a downloadable PDF, which is free, where I have broken down the four phases that we discussed, the four phases, four inner seasons, into super accessible um, chunks of information. Read it, print it off, stick it somewhere and start to start to track your own cycle and see if what arises within your cycle links into the phases. If it doesn't, what is there for you? If it does, how can you sync your lifestyle to take it more into account? Um, sit in the PDF, there's also a cycle tracker. Get it up somewhere in your room where you can see it every day and just make some notes and commit to doing that for three months and then start to compare the results. And honor yourself. And I think a lot of cycle awareness is about self-love. And I know that's such a buzzword. And for ages, I wanted to like rewrite that word. And self-love actually just encapsulates what it means. But this is a journey of self-love. And honoring your body and honoring yourself and living your life to harness the power that you have in each different phase of your menstrual cycle So get your calendar out. And when a friend asks you to do something two days before your bleed, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no to things that you don't want to do. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad person and you're letting your friend down or you're being selfish. It just means that you're honoring yourself. So really start to invite some practices in that honor you and um, get better at being vulnerable and and receiving. Because I know that the luteal phase is the phase that we all find really, really hard. Um, the two really big kind of hacks are your food and your exercise. And I talk about that in the, in the PDF, but just take away that you're changing every day of your cycle. And if you try and do the same things every single day, you're not living in harmony with your body. So just sit with that and, um, see how it feels for you. And then Notice where you're at, find out what day you're on. So then find out what phase you're on and check in with that every single day and notice what's arising for you then and plan your life in accordance with that. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. I've loved having you. (laughs) It's an honor to share all this stuff, Soph. So thank you so much for opening up the conversation. Thank you for educating me beyond belief and opening my mind and I'm sure so many listeners minds to something that we are way too disconnected from and yeah so thank you so so much yeah thanks babe so thank you Laura so much you have totally blown my mind there will be a link to Laura's website where you can download the free pdf so you can have a little bit of a think how you can start to cycle sync And I'm definitely going to be doing this along with all of you listeners out there who have found this as fascinating as I have. Hope to see you all on my channel soon. Thanks so much to you guys for listening to my Move and Inspire podcast. Stay tuned for more interviews with some incredible people in wellness. Let's aim together 
to find our inner strength and to keep searching for what it is that sets our souls on fire. If you haven't already subscribed, I would love for you guys to check out my membership channel, Move and Inspire, for yoga classes, meditations, health and wellness tips, and recipes too. You get a free trial when you sign up, www.sophiedeer.com.